Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1029. How can I help you? And how can I make you help it become better? This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Wayne Craig. Hey, Wayne, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm buckled. Let's go. All right, here we go. Wayne Craig has a lifelong passion for automobiles and serves a number of concours at events around the country. He's the docent chairman at the Pebble Beach Concours de Elegance, the race car chair and board member of the Ironstone Concours, He's on the Car Sourcing Committee and is the lead docent at the La Jolla Concours, a docent at the Black Hawk Auto Museum, a docent and lead at Haggerty Junior Judges Program, Hillsborough Concours, and he is a photojournalist for various automotive publications. As if that isn't enough, Wayne is the president and CEO of Lodi Memorial Hospital Foundation. So Wayne, I've told our listeners a little bit about your busy life and schedule Take a moment to share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles. Well, thanks, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. It's I don't know about my career. I've had a lot of activities in my life, and uh, I spent about 40 years as a commercial real estate developer and broker and manager and a number of other things. I actually sailed for 50 years and, and had a captain's license, did a little charter work and some instruction and raced boats for years. So uh, life has been full for me, and I'm a very blessed man. Yeah, you know, when uh, I'll tell our listeners, when Wayne sent me kind of a list of what he's done with his life, I'm like, holy cow, this guy's lived the life of five people. I think it's fantastic how much you're involved in. Your involvement with all these different Concours events is so great because that's what great Concours events need and museums and with Haggerty. I mean, what a wonderful life you've had. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So Wayne, take the wheel. Well, I'm not sure it's so much of a success quote as it is kind of a an important thing in my life. I tend to always think of the phrase, how can I help you? And how can I make you help it become better? Now that I'm back in the philanthropy world again, I, I feel that every day of watching people who care about other people. And if you put others first, it's amazing what you will have in your life. And so uh, I always tend to look and see what I can do for others before I ask to put myself on the agenda. So I'll tell you what, I've talked to, well, you're my 1,029th guest here in less than four years. And if there's one thing, and people ask me, what have you learned about all these talks? The one thing I've learned is the real secret to happiness for us humankind is to know that we're offering something back to each other. And the people that are happiest in this world are those who do give back, want to give back, and want to share and expect nothing in return. And that truly is the secret sauce to life. So you have figured that out. That's for sure. Well, let's go back in time. You're very welcome. And thank you for everything you do. Let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your passion for cars. I know you've been into a lot of different things. You've done a lot of different things, but cars have always been on the radar for you. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy? Boy, that's that's always challenging to figure out when that occurred because there have been so many incidents, uh, so many peaks in the world in life. 
I have to go back to my childhood when my sister was dating a man in Fort Worth, Texas, and he had a 56 Chevrolet with a Corvette engine, and it was a very powerful car. And I remember hearing that car and then being asked to ride in that car, and the first ride I got in that car changed everything. Uh, Before (laughs) that, I was a typical kid building models, reading Hot Rod Magazine, and anything I could get my hands on. But actually hearing that engine and feeling that car changed everything. And then my sister ended up with an MGA in high school, and I got to drive that as I became a young driver. So that's what moved me from domestic cars into foreign cars and really started the path. Uh, Yeah. I'll tell our listeners in a a delightful pre-show chat that I had with Wayne, he was at the La Jolla Concorde, which took place last month, and got to ride in a Gullwing, right? Yeah, 55 Gullwing. It was great. Oh, yeah. I mean, those... And I'll tell you, that's one of the most requested cars when we get to that question here during our talk when I ask people what kind of car I could buy for them. The Gullwing is one of those cars that is highly, highly requested. It's just a fantastic car. But to get it, you got to go on the tour, I believe, right? Yeah, we were on tour all day on Saturday, and I can confirm that they will do triple digits. (laughs) And and I can also confirm that if you're 6'4", it's a circus act to get in and out of them. But yes. uh, what a lovely piece of machinery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Well, I saw some pictures posted. Chris Erickson, who guided that tour, was in charge of it, has been a guest on the show a couple times here. And he was posting pictures. And uh, John Straub, who's been on the show, and a lot of folks that I follow on Facebook were posting pictures. So I kind of got to ride along. But I did see you in that car. And you had a big smile on your face. That's for I sure. did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful car. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced along the way. You told me in our pre-show chat that you've done a lot of different things in your life. No doubt a lot of ups and downs and maybe some walls and things you might have run into. So share one of those with us. But of course, the most important part of this story has to do with what they taught you so that you can move forward. If you don't mind, Mark, I'd like to, to mention two things because one is in the business world and one is, is you know in the car world. The business world, I was very fortunate to build a a series of real estate companies and was quite successful building in several communities and large major projects and doing extremely well until our infinitely wise government decided to create a savings and loan crisis and start taking back all the properties from the savings and loans, which impacted all of us in terms of our values. And even with extremely low debt, I ended up giving back six companies and starting all over. And that process did two things. It allowed me the freedom to put my head on straight. I sailed for 150 days in a row just to keep my heads on straight. And it took me to to the University of the Pacific to help them finish an endowment campaign and uh, got me involved in the world of philanthropy. So once again, I relearned the message that helping others is more important. And it really humbled me in the sense that, you know, when you're successful and you can have things that you want, you tend to look at more things and look at what other people have and it changes your attitude. And so I was very, very fortunate to have that sort of shut down and to look at what's really important in life. The second incident in life, as I as I mentioned, I sailed for so long various places around the world, and that was my golf, that was my airplane, that was my hobby. And in 2004, I had an auto accident, not in my turbo Porsche, but in my Mercedes, and uh, ended up shearing a light pole off, stopping myself from going back up headfirst on the interstate, which saved my life, but I banged my head into the window. 
two years later, I ended up with a hemorrhagic stroke and was in an induced coma for 32 hours. And they, oh my gosh. there's about a 3% survival rate of that. So once again, I'm a man of faith and, and I'm sure that, that God interceded in that and had more things for me to do. And that's what took me away from boats and back into cars. And that's why we're talking today, because since that time, I've gotten so deeply involved in cars. Uh, it's been very rewarding. So those were two challenges that ended up with positive results. First of all, thanks for sharing some very personal times in your lives. I think that's fantastic. But more important were these lessons you learned from them, because you're right, more and more people I talk to who are more mature, let's say, like you and I, they've been, we've been around the block and we've done some things in our lives. And But we're aging. You start to learn that these material things are really not the key to happiness because you just start chasing an endless loop. And comparing yourself to other people and trying to get to where they are is a no-win solution. And I hear this from more and more of my older guests that they're starting to kind of downsize their life, get all the clutter out of their life, and they realize what's more important are the people. And again, going back to what's really important is giving back. And the fact that you survived that accident, horrific accident, and that brought you from one thing to another, your your love for sailing. I hate to hear that you had to stop doing that, but the fact that you found a really wonderful replacement and you tied that philanthropy into it with what you're doing with all these events. Again, these are incredible lessons, especially for younger listeners. If they think they're supposed to be going on one trajectory, listen and watch what people who've been there done that are talking about it doing. Find a mentor like Wayne or somebody else that can give you some different perspective on the future, because that's really what we're talking about is seeing the future. And if we all could have seen the future when we were younger, things might have been a little different, I think, for all of us. So, wonderful stories. Yeah, wonderful stories. Well, thank you. Uh, Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. Now, you've talked about a couple aha moments in your life and your career. You've shifted and pivoted yourself in careers in many ways, all for the better, which is even more incredible. So tell us about one of your big aha moments. Well, again, I think think it was the result of the auto accident that really made me aware of the importance of, and I I don't want to sound like a sappy guy, but I, I think... Let me just give you a specific example before I even state it. This past weekend at the La Jolla Concours, doing tours for some of the guests, watching the look on their face and answering their questions and seeing the satisfaction that they learned something new about this automobile, and they the look on their face was one of, my goodness, I never realized that, was more rewarding than owning the car. And, uh, and, and so I've, I've learned, I've learned through, through these challenges in life that, you know, if you can do that, you're having a good day. And even though I, I loved being in that goal wing, I love more telling people about the goal wing and watching them get excited and wish that they had been in the right seat with us, you know, so. Well, again, it goes back to that sharing. And uh, the other part of this too, that comes to mind is taking Taking a kid, whether it's your own child or a friend's child, to car shows, because the great thing about the car hobby, people are always willing to share things about their cars. And it's a wonderful way to teach a young person not only how to interact with adults and communicate properly, but also to get them excited about something that they never even knew existed. Imagine a young child looking at a 55 Gullwing today compared to cars that are on the road today, which are all kind of mostly vanilla, except for some, of course, but you know what I mean. And 
the excitement they must see when those doors open and they crawl across that big threshold into the seat and sit down in that car and go, whoa, people used to drive these like every day. Incredible. (laughs) Fun, Fun stuff. Well, let's have some fun. I have a feeling you've had some interesting cars in your life. Tell us about the first really special one. Well, the first, you know, I enjoyed driving the MG, and that that was kind of a cool car for a high school kid. Probably the first really special car I had was a 1986 uh, Porsche Turbo. And, uh, Mm. of course, the air-cooled engine and the turbochargers of that time, that was a pretty extreme car. And I drove that car 77,000 miles. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. Just loved that car. And I've had a number of Porsches. I was fortunate to have brother-in-laws that had Lamborghini 400s and Dinos and all kinds of other Porsches. But, you know, that was probably the the first really special car I had. I've had some other ones yeah. since, but that, that one really changed my life. This is a coincidence, which my listeners have heard this at Nazem, but I've got an 87 930 Ooh. that I've had for about, about eight years. So, yeah, pretty cool car. And yesterday's guest, Jen Turcott, a wonderful young woman who has her own detailing business, when I asked her what her dream was car, guess what she said? A Porsche 930. So uh, <laughs> seems like we're in 930 land the last few days here in at cars, yeah? The bad news is, though, Mark, you're the only guy that still has one. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I had to sell something pretty special to get that car. Of course, that, that was a 72S that I really loved, but uh, that oh, paid right. for my son's college education. But Yep, yep, I had a 73. Oh, okay. So, you know, yeah, wonderful cars. Uh, Just very different than the turbo, of course, but uh, kind of the same. So I'm very grateful that uh, that 72 went to a very good cause for my son and uh, helped uh, finance the 930 that I bought back when they were cheap because they're not cheap anymore. That's true. That's true. Yeah. How about seller's remorse? Is there a car you've owned that you really wish you had back? Well, obviously that car, because we just talked about it, but I also had a 1953 Bentley R-Type. Talk about the other end of the spectrum. Oh, my gosh. And that was a car purchased by Ronald Coleman, the actor, for the coronation of the Queen, and he picked it up in London for the coronation and, and spent the summer there and then brought it back to California. And I was like the third or fourth owner of that car. Had that car for a number of years. And then in relative to the previous stories, was obligated to sell that car, which I did. And interestingly enough, I sold it to a Peruvian diplomat that was taking the car to New Zealand. So that British car has been all over the world. But we had the grandest time with that car. It was one of those cars that you would get in with a smile and people would wave at you all day. It's just a, a, a very fun car and beautiful and elegant, but yet so practical and so affordable that you didn't feel like you were driving a piece of jewelry. Oh, you know, now that the Bentley, that was the Mark 7? It was, a, it was right? the model. It was the model right after the Mark Six, and they called it the R Type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it looked very okay. similar to the Mark Six. Yeah, yeah. Ah, wonder. Well, beautiful car. I mean, just kind of different. I mean, a little sporty looking. I think if I if I've got the yeah, the vision know, in my mind right. Yeah, it, it was it was boxy, but it had some nice lines, and it was the beginning of of sort of moving into that more. Sp- 
sporty look of, of those cars. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was just a good all around car for us. And, you know, we, we had yeah. some other sports cars and some other things. So it was, a it was balanced and I didn't miss the performance of the other cars in this one because it, it gave some other pleasure. So, yeah. Now that had a straight six in it, right? Had a straight six uh, with a four speed and it was a, a British car. And so it was a right hand drive with a suicide door in the front and the gear shift was on the right. So if you didn't have it in the first or third, then you couldn't get in the car. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was a manual transmission, right? Correct, yeah. Okay, I think that was one of the last years they did that too. So yeah, very unique in very, very different ways. One of my past guests, Diane Brandon, shout out to her. She's a Pebble Beach judge who's a Bentley and Rolls-Royce expert. She'll be back on the lawn this summer uh, with uh, some of the very special Rolls-Royces they have coming there. But uh, yeah, she's the one that's kind of taught me a lot about older Bentleys and Rolls-Royces. She's just a massive expert. She was the first woman here on Cars yeah, as well, which is oh, pretty exciting. Cool. Well, I've noticed you've had a lot of uh, Pebble Beach types, in, uh, in yes. including Sandra. So, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been to that. This will be my 20, 27th year, I think, 28th year going to Pebble Beach. So just booked my air flight the other day. So I'm good. ready to go for Car Week. Yeah, fantastic. We'll see you there. We'll have to jo- have you join us, uh, Jackie Stewart and I, on the Rolex tour, because that's a special tour of the field that we do. So offline, give me a call and we'll put you on that list. Okay. There you go. Absolutely. You got you got that. Well, what are you working on these days that has you excited and fired up? As if that's not a very wide open question for a guy who's as busy as you are. Well, from a car perspective, the Ironstone Concorde d'Elegance, that's more of a local Concorde for me, but it's in its 22nd year, and it's a really special show. Uh, That happens September the 22nd. It's always in September, and it's up in the little gold country town of Murphy's. It's literally right where all the gold was found during the gold rush. Quaint little town. We call it the Carmel of the Mountains. And uh, it's on an 1,100-acre winery estate, and uh, uh, it's one of the only concourse in the nation where when you win an award, you drive across the soundstage because when they built the concert venue for the outdoor concerts, they re-engineered it so cars could go over the stage. And we have 12-foot sidewalks between the terraces so you can drive all around the site. This last year, we had 386 cars, all period correct. All the auto museums uh, brought amazing cars. Uh, Wayne Carini was our special guest a few years back, Steve Mole last year. And uh, then we're, we had Amphib cars, and we give charity rides in the lake. This year we're doing something really special, and I might recommend a future guest for you from this. But we're going to have a new thing called the Pre-War Race Car Exhibition Group. It's 20 hundred-year-old race cars, and all the owners have gotten together and they're doing a cultural display and at Indianapolis, Watkins Glen, Sonoma, and Ironstone. And uh, we're the only Concours. And they'll bring eight cars to the Concours, and they have a 150-foot mural they dress in period costume. And then we're going to do charity rides out around the winery and back. But I do an engine start in the race car class, and we go chronologically from oldest to most recent. And we usually have a Can-Am car or a rail dragster that breaks windows. But it's just a great (laughs) show. And so we keep growing that show. We keep getting more and more involvement. And then on the on the, uh, the professional side, uh, we're doing some great things here at Lodi Memorial Hospital and 
taking new service lines. And so it's very challenging to raise funds for that in a smaller community. But we recently just got uh, honored by the William Randolph Hearst Foundation. And so we're starting to branch out there as well and have a, a bigger pool. So all is good. Congratulations for that. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about Ironstone Concord? Uh, the website is quite simple. It's Ironstone Concord, all lowercase, all one word, dot O-R-G. And it's quite a prolific website. It's, you'll enjoy the website. Absolutely. I'll make sure to put a link on Wayne's Cars Yeah show notes page on the website so you can go and check that out if you're not familiar with that Concord event. It is spectacular. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Wayne. If Wayne was a vehicle, what would he be and why? Boy, I had to think about that one for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I I think uh, just answering quickly, I would be a Porsche 959. Ooh, nice. And the reason why is because they're traditional, they're reliable, they have enough power to do almost anything that needs to be done, and they're subtle. You know, they don't jump out at you. And so I just... I just love that combination of attributes, and I think that car really exemplifies that. And I've never had the opportunity to drive one, but I'm around them all the time, and it's it drives me crazy. But uh, one of these <laughs> one of these days, I'll get the keys. I think you will. Very nicely said, and and well thought too. Well, Wayne, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's cars. Yeah, sponsors. Hey, this is Mark Green. You know, I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school. That was way back in 1975. This month, I'm offering you, as a Cars Yow listener, a very special deal. Starting April 16th, 2018 through April 30th, 2018, you'll receive 10% off all NOAA Fabric custom car covers and 10% off all Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers. Simply use the code CARSYAP on checkout at Covercraft.com. Noah is the most popular outdoor fabric specially made by Kimberly Clark to protect your special vehicle. It provides maximum protection from the harmful UV rays of the sun, rain, dust, those nasty bird droppings, snow, dings, and it's breathable, and it's very soft on your paint. Wolf ready-fit semi-custom covers are an economical option and provide indoor and outdoor protection for your special car. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me later, and your car will thank me too. That's Covercraft.com, and be sure to use the code CARSYA at checkout. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. 
All right, Wayne, we're back and we're entering the last lap. The white flag's out and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Buy what you like and joy equals value. (laughs) Yes, nicely said. I'm a guy who's been there and done that. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes? I think the single thing that's been the most important is to acknowledge others. People want to be recognized. And so whether you know them or not, you acknowledge them and it makes a connection. Uh, Yeah, very well said, too. Now about a resource. There are so many great resources these days, but is there one you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, of course, Petrolicious does a wonderful series of videos and that makes you just want to own every car. And then I, <laughs> I know I like everybody else have a number of publications I follow. But the one that really hits my heart is Vintage uh, Race Car Road Car Magazine, uh, because they, they really do a good job on detailing some of the historic cars. And that's where my heart is. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Boy, I have really struggled with this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would I would have to say it it's probably Ferdinand Porsche, not because I love Porsches, but because his involvement at the time with so many different technologies and the era of cars that you know he developed before even the Porsche car company, so impressive. I mean, I, there are 10 other people on that list of equal importance, but that's the one that I would probably say that, you know, let's go meet first. Yeah, that'd be spectacular. And when I talk to people who are not Porsche-files like you and I, Porsche fanatics, I always remind people, guess who invented the first electric car? That's correct. And Porsche. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Right. Uh, back in 1889 or something like that, um, it's it's pretty pretty amazing that that technology, and look where we've come, finally come all the way back around, and right. the new Porsche all-electric car is about to hit the roadway. So very, very nice. Well, how about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners you think they would enjoy reading? Well, unfortunately, one of your recent listeners had the same one, and I haven't listened to all 1,000 of your podcasts, but I assume some others would agree with me as well. But a really impressive book to me, and not so much because it was about cars, but because it was really about life and about the sensitivity of life, and that was The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein. Yeah, Garth Stein. Yeah, that book really hit the spot for me. I love dogs, I love cars, I love challenges, and and he had challenges. So Yes, for sure. I met Garth uh, a while back. He's been a guest on the show, and he, I got to enjoy his uh, Alfa Romeo GTV that he has. He has a kind of a dark purple colored one that's pretty cool, and had him on the show. And I will say that is the, by far, the most recommended book here on Cars. Yeah, and I'll remind our listeners, there's a great resource on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where all my Inspiring automotive enthusiasts have recommended books, and I made it really easy for you just with a click to go buy. Incredible resource there of wonderful books, including this one by Garth Stein. Very, very cool. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car, but you got to get rid of all your cars except for your daily driver and only have one in the garage. But money's no object because I'm writing the check today. But you got to enjoy it. You got to drive it. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with that little tricks off the table. So, what's it going to be? Well, guess what? It's not a Porsche 917, although that okay. was a, that was a close second. It would be a 1936 Mercedes-Benz 540K Special Roadster. 
There are about six of those left. We had two of them at the Blackhawk Museum, and every time I did a tour, that's where we spent our time. So it's uh, a just a wonderful all-round car, style, power, performance, beauty. And the thing that I'm really thrilled about that car is that it was designed by the factory. The the coach was built by at Singlefingen by the factory. It mm-hmm. wasn't a coach-built car, but it looks like one. I know. I've seen the ones that the Black Hawk Museum has had. I've seen some of the lawn at places like Pebble Beach, and those cars have a just a presence about them that goes beyond everything. And I love the fact that they're just so sporty too. I mean, right. just uh, despite how big they are, they're pretty darn big car, but uh, <laughs> never had the luxury of driving nor riding in one, but one day that's going to happen. But ah, uh, you picked a very nice car, very expensive car, Wayne. You're going to cost me a little bit today. Well, you can afford <laughs> more. To- so, yeah, I'm going to have to go I, buy a few more. If you want to tell you a brief story here. about the, of one of the 540Ks. Uh, Please, yes. yes. So, so I was finished with my tours at Pebble Beach and all the docents. We had finished all of our tours. We did about 29 tours that year. And we had the Baroness's 540K special roadster that had been lost for 40 years. And it had recently sold and it came back to Pebble. And, of course, it won first in class and or a special award. I can't remember. And it was over in the winter circle, and there was a young couple there kind of dressed casually, and, and the handler was by the car, and so he asked the girl if she would like to sit in the car. So she did, and she got out of the car, and her boyfriend was snapping pictures, and I was standing there, and she got out of the car, and I said to them, I said, do you have any idea what the value of this car is? And the boyfriend said, oh, it's probably over a million dollars. And uh, I said, yes. I said, it just recently sold for $11.7 million. And the girl said, I'll uh, never wash these Levi's again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, some of these vehicles, what they've been selling for uh, in the last 10 years as the market's gone crazy, even as it kind of flattened out a little bit. Cars like that, though, are they're blue chip and they're so unique. You, where, where are you going to get another one? So, right. Oh my goodness. Well, what a wonderful special car you've chosen. I think you might be the only one who ever chose one of those, which is pretty unique too. So makes you an even more unique guy, Wayne. Thanks. You've taken us. You're welcome on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 540K special roads? Well, I would say that enjoy life, but share it with others. <laughs> Very well said. Goes with the whole theme of our talk today. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and learn more about what you're up to? You can actually contact me by email if you want. WCraig, C-R-A-I-G, 2222 at gmail.com. And then on Facebook, it's Wayne.Craig5 on Facebook. And so I I have a pretty active Facebook page with lots of car stuff. Yes, very much so. I love looking at all the pictures. And if people want to learn more about the Lodi Memorial Hospital Foundation, where can they learn more about that? That that website, again, we have a good website there. And and definitely when you go there, pull our annual report, you'll see all of our events and what we really do. Uh, It's lmhfoundation.org. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find all these links on Wayne's show notes page at the Cars Yeah website. Just type Wayne Craig into the search bar and his page will pop right up. All right, Wayne, thanks for being so generous today with your time your expertise, and for sharing your incredible experiences with us today. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you 
down the road. Been a pleasure, Mark. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPIC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!